Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast, Everything Product. We talk about latest technologies with the product mindset. This is Fani Vuyuru. I'm a product manager at a startup. Hey everybody, this is Sid Saladi. I'm a product manager working for Best Buy. For everyone who is watching this podcast for the first time, uh, don't forget to subscribe. We talk about different product management concepts and different technologies, and we come up with new concepts every week. And this week, we are going to talk about super interesting topic. how artificial intelligence is going to disrupt the search industry we already created a video a couple of weeks back about uh, chat gpt which is one of the uh, ai based chatbots that has been uh, disrupting the industry so we are expanding on that topic this week and we are making it much more broader by taking artificial intelligence and the overall search and uh, search industry in general so let me start with a very simple question Sidhu, there's so much going on in the search industry and with the chatbots, right? Can you start with uh, what is the timeline? Like when did it start? How it has been changing, and where is it right now? Yeah, yeah, funny, definitely. So yeah, maybe let's uh, walk through uh, the timeline of the series of events which happened, which led to what whatever is happening now. So I think maybe uh, let's uh, go back to 2015, right? That's when uh, Sam Altman kind of started OpenAI, and you know. got good investors where elon peter thiel invested close to or pledged a billion dollars into uh, the uh, uh, the company so after which right yeah there were like press releases and uh, interviews here and there but nothing much right not the users were not able to uh, see anything from the company but you know um, in november 2022 chat gpt was launched and it was an instant sensation it went viral and i think it was it was the uh, an application to reach 100 million users in two months that's you know the fastest right you you there's no other app that is even closer right so tiktok took close to 9 months instagram 30 months and maybe uber took 70 months so that's like that's how the industry or the commercial app space is but chat gpt kind of disrupted everything saying okay man i'll i'll i'll, I'll come in and grab like 100 million users right away <laughs> so i think that's what uh, uh, after this right then microsoft uh, uh, initially had investments in 2019 and 2021 and then again microsoft announces uh, uh, a 10 billion investment into chat gpt and also taking maybe stake into chat gpt and everybody is like wondering why why microsoft is investing so much into a uh, a chatbot here and that's when uh, bing uh, kind of adds a copilot and you know microsoft launches that in an event and uh, kind of uh, demos right why how could it improve uh, search and you know why google is lagging behind in search and all of that stuff where um, google also right <laughs> kind of feels the fire and uh, you know marks marks it as a code red chat gpt as a code red and they have been working on this for a while where they acquired deepmind the same time where open open ai started and uh, they also have a, a chat assistant now called bard but uh, the demo kind of went Uh, i think uh, uh, there were some factual errors when there was a, uh, the google demo that kind of went viral but overall right there's lot 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 lots and lot a lot of things going on right a chatbot coming in disrupting the industry then uh, uh, you know search giant kind of investing and also integrating that and also um, who's like the uh, uh, standard in search is trying to ca- do a catch up game here so this is all 
series of things which are going on but i would say funny maybe before getting into details of all of these things why why don't we just start with what is search and why do you why do what do people search as an industry itself like let let's get into those details absolutely sir so at a very broad level right search can be put into like three different buckets the first one is navigational second one is informational and the third one is everything else so navigational is the simplest search like you want to go to youtube you go and search for youtube it will show a link for it and then you go to that the second one is informational so for example let's take uh, sql in mind let's say you are trying to like create a query you go to google search for it it will give you like a bunch of websites which has lot more information about that you go to that get more lot more of information third one is everything else what i mean by that is you are trying to like do some transaction you are trying to like uh, book some flights buy some products etc you go through that google will you give you certain things then you do a bunch of additional steps to finally finish your uh, end process so this is the top level things uh, that a search could be categorized into within this ai could disrupt like several segments within that to start with yeah yeah that's right funny so i think you put it in a really simple way to categorize all the search uh, searches right so maybe let's let's put that uh, product manager hat here right to try to trying to understand search so if we categorize them into navigational navigational as you said is more about if i want something i'll search right and it takes me to that website and you know i get that information right and then you you're saying there's more informational search where you are asking for weather updates score details right and you get that search and there's also everything else which is you could ask for planning a trip the 10 best tvs and all of that that's everything else maybe let's divide this three into three buckets 30% navigational 30% informational uh, uh, everything else is uh, 40% right but currently google there are around 100000 searches every second in google but the persona who is actually searching for in all uh, under all these three buckets right only the navigational piece is uh, you know uh, done the right way where google is perfect in doing that right but when you go to the informational piece right yeah you you might search for some information but only half of those searches are being served there could be complex informational searches like saying okay i want to know if a love seat fits in my car right how do you know that right so yeah it, it, you have to bunch through blogs trying to understand the measurements of your car and also the measurements of the seat and all of that stuff and there's also complex searches right Def- design itinerary for me or give me the top 10 tvs and all of that stuff which are not being served uh, uh, served for so out of all the searches made 100000 every second 50000 searches takes more effort and time for people to figure out the answers so i think that's where all of this ai chatbots come into play where they come in and say okay hey said um uh, you're saying that you need uh, uh, so maybe i i go in and say that okay i need the top uh, five best tvs right series like talking in between so uh, i i go go to google and say okay give me the top uh, five uh, tvs and then it gives me a list of uh, tvs there then i have a specific criteria saying that okay i only have a budget of 1000 dollars can you filter that or i have a room which is like 
you know, so and so dimensions and my sofa is placed so and so in this place. So which would be the best one to do it? So for this, I had to do a lot, lot of research, right? But if I have a Google chatbot, right, or a AI uh, Bing chatbot, it can help me filter all of those searches. So I think this is a unique place, which is basically, uh, you know, these AI searches can start and also start disrupting it. If you stayed until this time, um, I would totally imagine that you are loving the video. So please don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Um, I think we have also seen a few of these examples when Microsoft was talking through it, right? They're like basic searches, anyone can do it, but the complex ones is where people are actually spending a lot of time. And uh, that is where Google is unable to uh, serve that customer. Let's go into a little bit more details, right? Um, let me ask this first. Google has been the search giant for the last um, what few decades that I know of. And if anyone first, uh, they go to a browser first, they would usually go to like google.com or the search bar typically is like Google search. Why do you think they are unable to come up with something innovative for the last uh, decade or so where such small companies like OpenAI, OpenAI or DeepMinds were able to like start to work on it? Yeah, so I'd say uh, OpenAI and DeepMind kind of started with the same philosophy, I guess, right? Like uh, uh, general uh, intelligence and general AI intelligence and all of that stuff. Uh, and uh, Google acquired DeepMind. But I'm assuming Google basically was using DeepMind to make all of the internal applications which are already existing much better and the process is much better and all of that stuff analytics much better but um, uh, open ai was concentrating at a different strategic initiative where it's want to it wants to uh, make it easy and easy for people to uh, get you know get answers for what they search for right so i think that's the strategic difference between both of these companies so google had a different strategic direction and uh, openai had a different strategic direction and that's that's how you see a lot of startups come in with a different focus in disruptive industry where the bigger chains are focusing elsewhere you know which you know could have uh, not move, moved the ball as much as this uh, small startup with you know uh, 10 20 or 100 people have changed they are disrupted the industry that is true i'm also surprised about google because when their google assistant released right um, which year was that maybe 2016 2017 i was one of the biggest fans of them i know alexa existed but google doing that was pretty big because of the all the information that they have about me and if I think about Google Home or, or their virtual assistants right now, they are like very minimal. Like many a times what happens is it is it might not even be able to like continue the conversation with me. Like it will completely forget what I asked before or it might not be able to relate to any of those things. And that's where I, I'm totally uh, looking forward to what will happen in this uh, AI-based uh, virtual assistant assistance yeah so for me my favorite is alexa i know it's easier more customizable initially started with google but felt alexa was much easier then you know i moved everything back to alexa <laughs> yeah nice. so so funny um yeah so we talked about you know all what what all happened right then we defined what basic searches and we also define where the gap is and where Bing and ChatGPT is trying to play. Should we also look into the economics of 
how search works right i think that's also a big factor here uh so uh as of now um when we look at google's market share worldwide in the search uh, industry it's it's close to 84% because you know chrome google everybody's default is uh, google right and bing has been increasing uh, slowly over the years uh, so it has been 6% before now i think it's close to 9% that's a huge difference right it's almost a monopoly on the google side so you know google was like comfortable in their uh, own place where other companies were trying to disrupt the whole industry here so maybe getting into the uh, economics here so all of this data basically is from a different podcast called all all in podcast so uh, you know just to make sure i wanted to get my sources right here so um looks like uh every for every search which happens um it costs google 2.5 cents right 2 and a half cents so that's for you know the tech the servers everything that google maintains and um uh they kind of get from anywhere between 5 to 10 cents per search so that's through ad revenue there you know imagine you go in and search in google that doesn't mean that you are actually uh, generating that revenue there are people who look at ads and all of that stuff so that basically turns into revenue for google so imagine google is basically uh, getting a, a 2.5 cents per cent of uh, uh, of profit and also there's a cost of 2.5 cents for that but when you look at the same economics for chat gpt it costs way more because you know it needs a lot of more computing so it costs uh, uh gpt close to 30 cents for that so you know there is a lot of economics and things that have to be figured out before bring even gets closer to google right so uh, just let's maybe take an example right here google's overall uh, uh, revenue uh, per quarter is 69 billion dollars on ad ad revenue but if you know uh, bing were to do all the searches which google does now get all the traffic it costs them 80 billion dollars so they have to figure out a revenue model where they are able to justify that cost right and that's like 10x reduction in the cost which they are you know uh, occurring right now so it's it's not like bing would come take over everything overnight and you know have like 90% share it'll take years and years for them to make every system better and better you know that's how the whole economics uh, work here let me add few more details right um, why why is why do you think microsoft is doing this so one one typical state forward answer that i could think of is they would probably want to get the um, searches like they uh, they actually want to get the customer data microsoft if you think of philosophically what they have done in the past they have never been in this business of like information gathering and then using that information to like serve ads they've always been in like product businesses it could be um, office it could be like actual laptops um etc they've always been in that business of physical goods where they're not actually gathering too much information to do something that's what they tried to do with bing and others but they have never been successful so this would be a main entry point for them to like disrupt that industry but thinking beyond right if you think of what microsoft does typically they always purchase something that enhances their current products yeah so this ai based chatbot can actually enhance any of their other products as well be it office like uh, 
even satya was talk about like clippy coming back um, as the help text right that could revolutionize any of their uh, office products and it can also help them uh, connect with their audience at every place i'll tell you why so if you think of uh, big enterprises they use a lot of microsoft products be it uh, teams be it uh, their uh, video calls etc etc but at all of these places the customers whoever is using this they end up going to chrome they end up going to google search so there is a big disconnect in the ecosystem here the customers are not using their entire ecosystem of products but having something like this would enhance their chats uh, there might not be slack in the future if an ai chatbot can take over what a customer is doing through slack so there could be a lot of additional improvements that they can come up with even in the enterprise world yeah that's right so also i i see another um, advantage for uh, microsoft is distribution right i think distribution is not a problem for them i think they just need a, pro- uh, a product which solves uh, a user need which they are actually trying to do with uh, chat gpt here so because microsoft exists everywhere right like they have an os they they have productivity apps and all of that stuff and chat gpt could be integrated into all of this and i think microsoft has plans to integrate it into email word excel and all of that stuff i you know uh, this reminds me of another um, uh, ad which i was looking at like i was watching a youtube video and suddenly an ad pops up saying okay this is a google sheets kind of software i think called grid or something but it, it they integrated chat gpt into it and this actually suggests you formulas i i know that a lot of people are using chat gpt to ask questions on okay if i have to do this combination what would be the formula now you can actually do it right right in the uh, application itself that's inter- intelligent way of integrating things right yep. actually i'll ask you one more question sidhu so i've always been like fond of like let's say google home or alexa i have both at home but i keep using like one or the other microsoft has cortana and has never been able to like revolutionize that uh, virtual assistant industry right do you think uh, having this ai chatbot could help bring the cortana back into the business and probably do you think they'll sell their smart speakers and everything as well i think they should they should do something like that because i think all of this ai uh, assistants right every time you have a conversation i think you basically have to give it a context and start from the beginning right but imagine a chatbot who which understands your preferences and gives you answers based on that right so maybe 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 um uh, take an example right uh, I'll, i'll ask me suggest me a dish which i could cook right but if it already knows that i'm 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 an asian i'm i'm from india and i like certain kind of dishes it could basically narrow down my search towards all of that instead of me taking that effort to right so that there could be a multiple Uh, different ways to look at it but i would say yeah uh, i think that will be a very good way to enhance uh, assistance yeah absolutely it can also help increase their uh, product sales too because if i think of their laptops right i've used their surfaces in the past then one of the best uh, tablets or the pcs that i've used but still there they might not be able to like dominate the market uh or even if they want to like go to like simpler products like if you think of alexa right every product that you think of 
has Alexa in that. Like Amazon has their own tablets. I've seen like, uh, what do you say? Uh, frame kind of things. You can put an Alexa in the car. It's, it's everywhere. And there's an Alexa auto like, Yeah. <laughs> there's a walking bot as well that they released, right? That uh, continues to follow you and then... Uh, yeah there there's also alexa glasses man I, i don't know like amazon like this innovates in such a big pace but we can't even keep track of what are, what all their alexa devices they have released right yeah exactly so this gives a leverage for microsoft to like uh, come into any of this actually let's switch gears a little bit to do i know i'm go taking off topic and going off topic but uh, let's think of google right what do you think uh, google will do in the next couple of months and that's very interesting funny because i was thinking this through a lot of different plays right so for now let's let's imagine uh, the basic principle on how google earns money is right it people come to its platform right search for information spend more time the more time they spend they see more ads and based on that ads right the the organizations who are running the ads pay uh google for that and you know they get customers and all of that stuff so that's based. so the whole principle is like uh making others spend more time on google but imagine we're introducing a chatbot which minimizes the time people search for things that would be very hard for google to i'm i'm not sure uh, how google would monetize but definitely that's reducing the amount of time people are spending on the uh, platform itself right and it could cannibalize its own product if they kind of integrate something like bard into google search what's your take actually i have a, a completely opposite thought process so l- let me explain let me give an example right so i was trying to like uh, uh, create some sql queries in the last week or so okay typical um, at least what i've learned in the past you know some websites that you go to like let's say w3 schools or something like that but what i did this time was i went to chat gpt and i said hey write a query for this it's like oh this is good so i just asked like hey modify this query to give me something else gave me that also i added another complexity to that and gave me another it gave me another query so what ended up happening if you think of the scenario is i didn't do a google search i didn't actually go through w3 schools website and spend time there so even in the past world or the current world i am not actually spending time on google i am actually spending time on the individual websites so at least my thought process here is if you have a chatbot the customer will actually spend more time on the google website or the bing website where they'll continually sit there continually search to get their information uh in the past like w3 schools might give me some information but i'll have to struggle to like do what i everything else so now i'm spending too much time on the google website but what's happening here is the actual time that i spent on the w3 schools that is reduced drastically yeah. so now what the overall impact here might not be to google but it might be to the end websites that are actually giving this information hope you are enjoying this video If you are enjoying it please hit that like button don't forget to subscribe uh, and please share uh, the video with our with your friends and family Yeah that's a very interesting problem funny so imagine all of this complex searches right there are blogs to uh, where people come in and write right so if i search for the top um, uh, treadmills 
there are like multiple different blogs which people write and i go through them and maybe select one but when and and people are incentivized to write blogs because there is more traffic they run ads and they get basic uh, revenue out of it right but imagine there's a chat assistant which is crawling all the data for free and giving out the search results what would they these people get and why are they incentivized to write this without this data the chatbot doesn't exist in the first place i think that's a very interesting problem which google has to solve will google maybe um, give revenue like imagine it lists out seven or eight items and that has been listed in five or six blogs it may be do a revenue share with everybody who's doing that or it's reading it but but the other problem here is ai is like a black box right you basically train it against it you don't know how is it ending up with that answer or what all it has maybe it they could uh, look at what all it it has referred but there are millions of variables that the whole neural network basically is looking at right so that's a black box you never know what answer you get and a prompt might change the answer you get so yeah that's a very interesting problem where how do you still intensive incentivize these individual websites to give that information otherwise without that information even the chatbots are useless yep i want to give you one example i don't know if it's relevant here right so let's think of pre youtube era what used to happen like there are multiple websites where people can create their videos and uh, based on the number of views and stuff either that individual website pays the money or uh, the end customer could be paying money to you to view that okay post youtube era what's happening now everyone is like uploading their videos into youtube and uh, youtube is paying you based on the views based on the watch time etc etc i would imagine a similar world um in the future with the ai chatbots what i would assume is in the uh, in the past like let's say i'm going through individual websites of w3 schools where google adsense or something like that is showing ads so based on the clicks and stuff they're going to make money now this that is going to drastically reduce because customers might not be going through the websites now what will end up happening uh, at least my thought process here is the google ai chatbot based on the references that you are talking about or based on the learning like how much ever time the bot has to spend on their website or whatever maybe google incentivizes that um, and pays them this will also make it a two way marketplace in the past google is just a place where it's like scraping through all the websites and serving the information now google might be google or microsoft might be a company which now has to maintain uh, a traffic of websites and the people and incentivize them for just keeping it alive yeah that's an interesting take and we solve the problem <laughs> so <laughs> maybe a counter argument to that would be uh, these websites wouldn't let google or any other bots crawl through their website right and look at the data red block all dot some extension bots who are trying to read a lot of information from them or maybe to just read the information google or microsoft have to pay the website a minimal mm-hmm. amount of money and the money could be based on how they are ranked in the search or how many visits they have and all of that stuff but more than google being dependent on these websites i think these websites are also lot reliant on google right now because 
lot of small businesses they want to be shown on google maps they want to be shown on the google search so it yeah, might man, be a whole lot of play yeah <laughs> that's right so i think this this changes a lot of different uh, vertical industries also funny because i was also thinking through right like people the natural way of people to communicate with others is you know natural language but that has changed when or, or we interact differently with all the applications right we interact with applications like google amazon and youtube through keywords but that's not natural to humans but when i talk to a chatbot that's natural right i say okay maybe it's it's just like talking to you hey funny i'm trying to figure out this problem and this is uh, what i this is how it is and this is these are the requirements which i have and this is the duration which i have can you help me do that so that's a natural way of humans to talk to right so i if i if you apply the same thing into shopping when i go to amazon and let's take the same example of browsing lcd tvs or you know oleds or something like that i go and search right on the side i see a lot of preferences which i can check mark right like um, uh, four star rating uh, inches uh, oled uh, refurbished or a new and all of that stuff and all of these options come when there's a developer who is talking to customers trying to understand what their preferences are and add those options on that imagine there are like 10 more options which i would want but not are, are are not on the check marks on the side how would i do the search then what i would do is maybe go in and read all the searches which amazon shows and then read the descriptions and then figure out okay uh, imagine one one more example where i need a different wattage for the tv i go search for every result search 506 and then look at the specs and then see okay this is what i want and then order imagine that being changed by the chat gpt right so i type in all my preferences it says said exactly these are the three tvs which you can buy for the, the you know the size the specifications the budget and also the requirements what you have for your house yep. it, even it, it's not just google that has to worry about it uh, amazon has to worry about it right um, uh, youtube has to worry about it and also reddit informational search right you go in and search for a query saying that okay uh, my my kid is sick what do i do right like that's more informational search and reddit where the, a lot of users contribute toward toward saying you know this is this is what it did i this is what it tried and all of that stuff but chat gpt would come in and give you tips five or six tips right away yeah that's true there's a lot of behavioral aspects that would change as well like a lot of things where you would actually rely on human um an ai bot could probably replace that and then give better answers i think it's actually good for humans too many times we struggle to find the right answer but i mean i'm sure the ai bot might not be right right enough but as it continues to learn and grow the information that we would get like would save like crazy amount of time for us cool um sidhu let me ask uh, what do you what are the things that you're like most excited about um in this ai revolution ai revolution i think the the first thing is i want to see how the shopping experience changes for everybody right is it i, I would want to maybe speak to somebody uh, a chatbot where it understands everything what i i'm talking to it like my partner and maybe shows me a result uh, top Uh, results of one or two things which i would want to buy right so that could be one thing i'm 
I'm looking forward. And the next thing which I see is learning, right? I think the pace at which you learn things uh, will drastically change, right? Before it was, as you gave an example, where you are trying to do a lot of SQL queries, trying to look at W3 schools, but now you just give it a prompt and it'll actually teach you doing it much uh, uh, faster. Uh, also, one of my friend was uh, telling me that, you know, she was trying to learn Python. And uh, I think now... in a week she was doing that through chat gpt in a week she's at an intermediate level maybe before it would have taken longer time so i think learning is another way where you uh, can uh, 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 use this a lot the third one is i'd say all of the copywriting spaces like all the tasks right like the websites the blogs and all of that stuff could be done through chat gpt and or or maybe all of these uh, different spaces right need to uh, innovate and change it in a way which is more personalized to people than a generic chatbot right something like that so that that could be another space which i am looking at so yeah i'd say shopping learning and you know all the copywriting pieces the last one is as we talked about all the different types of searches the 50% the way people search the 50% of the searches would change and they would get much much more better information so yeah that those are my takeaways how about you yeah that's awesome um my few takeaways the first one i think uh, is virtual assistants for sure um i think i'm like in that stage of being fed up where it's like it just does basic things and nothing beyond that i think i'm like super excited to see like how virtual assistants would change the second one is apps in itself so i would see this as a what do you say app store era where iphone released the app store and there like crazy amount of apps that came out of it that changed the world and how we uh, utilize things i see this the same way because all the apps would probably use these ai models in the future and continue to give like better responses better results etc uh, i i i could totally imagine a world where like games are powered by ai how different features could be coming up etc so i'm like super excited to see like how the apps would turn around and the last one is enterprises uh i think there is a lot of churn that typically take places in enterprises the lack of information miscommunications etc i think a, a lot of these chat uh, chatbots could help in like gathering that information making enterprises much more faster if enterprises are faster that would actually eventually help the people so these yeah. are my top 3 things man i i think those are really interesting one so for the app space right i was i was just as you're talking i was thinking imagine open ai or chat gpt as a platform lay, layer or an enablement layer imagine the amount of or the number of applications that could be built using this platform right so that's yep. like so powerful and i think we are just at the starting of it imagine what would happen in next 5 to 10 years right there could be maybe unicorns or um, <laughs> decacons that are coming out of just building on top of uh, chat gpt right maybe there are already people who has who have started working on things yep but there will be that gap uh, for sure sidhu i mean there might be a lot of buzz initially without the right products because the search might be having the right product right now but everyone else will try to do with like some scrappy product but that's good eventually all the products that survives with uh, ai would eventually rule the world 
yeah I, i would love to have a virtual assistant in the office which basically you know reads all the data all the historic data of the company and maybe sits in the meeting and tells you okay uh, when you are doing arguments or wanting <laughs> to take decisions which are backed by data says that hey said i think you are going in the wrong direction this was tried multiple times before but never succeeded but there was no one who, who was actually documented something like this or something like yep. that right that's true yeah yeah Awesome, Sidhu. Love the conversation. Um, I think we should totally like talk more about uh, some of these technologies in the future too. And for everyone who's watching, uh, please don't forget to subscribe uh, and please share uh, the video with our with your friends and family. Thank you. Thanks all.